ABC Listen. Hello, 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 my friends. It's Ruby here, and you are listening to News Time. Hello, Ruby. This is a show where we count down the top five news stories of the week, from number five all the way through to our Wow of the Week. On today's show, we're going to hear about some friendly neighbours who are sharing their pets. We'll also meet a champion adaptive surfer and chat all things art and art making. We'll visit an island that's achieving big things for the environment. And then finally, you know what comes after that. Wow of the week. The very same. What do you think? Are you ready? I'm ready. All righty. Here we go. Story number five. Having a pet can be a wonderful thing. They give us friendship, cuddles, entertainment. They're great companions and they make people feel happy and loved. So I have two cats. I have a dog, Yuki, and a cat, Nero. I have um, fish. I've got two bunny rabbits, a lot of fish, yabbies, lorikeets, and I've also got chickens. If you don't have any siblings but you do have pets, your pets are basically like your siblings. One of the benefits of having a pet is it's fun to play with. Oh, you guys have so many furry, feathery and fishy friends. And yeah, you're right, there are heaps of advantages to having a pet. But they also come with a lot of responsibility. Looking after a pet is a big commitment. Having to clean up after them and if they eat their own droppings, it can be pretty disgusting. <laughs> Having to change um, the water if it um, has fish poo in it or not. Sometimes you might always not have the opportunity to give a dog a walk when you have to give it a walk every single day. Yep. In particular, if you have a dog, you need room for them to move around and you have to find time to take them for walks and keep them active. And that is where dog sharing can help. People who don't have a dog but still want to hang out with dogs are connecting with dog owners who don't have enough time to take their pups for regular walks. So the dog gets picked up for a play date and then dropped back home, tuckered out and happy after a long walk. Pretty good that two people get the opportunity to have a companionship with a pet. Dog sharing is a win-win-win situation. The people who own the dog get some help taking care of it. People who don't own a dog get to spend some time with a friendly furry neighbour and, of course, the dogs themselves get more walks and twice as many humans to play with. Sounds like a perfect arrangement to me. Story number four. Kai Collis is 16 years old and lives with his family on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Some of Kai's favourite things are the ocean, keeping active and surfing. Sometimes you can get um, wiped out by a wave, but it's actually quite fun. It's great fun. About a year ago, Kai developed a medical condition that affects his legs. And since then, he hasn't been able to walk around without help or surf in the way that he was used to. So instead, Kai's been trying something called adaptive surfing. Adaptive surfing is surfing for people who have a disability. 
people have different changes made to the way they surf. They might have modifications made to the surfboard so it's safer for them to be on. Or maybe they will kneel down instead of standing up. It would be fun because if you find it hard to walk because that's one of your disabilities, it can be really hard to um, surf or stand. But if you went on your knees for surfing, that would have felt so much easier. Yeah, it's all about making changes to the sport so that more people can join in. Kai doesn't have full use of his legs right now, so he's surfing in a prone position. Prone means on his hands and knees, instead of standing up or kneeling. Kai's been training really hard, and he's gotten so good that he's actually travelled across the world to compete with the best of the best in the US Adaptive Surfing Championships. And not only that, he won! I think Kai would have felt really proud with himself. Good job, Kai. Story number three. This week, it's Arts Week here at the ABC. Tell me, do you have any artistic hobbies? I like to um, paint and draw. I love drawing. I also love painting and doing collages. I make bunny castles for my bunnies. I do like doing art, but mainly performing arts. Dance. I did Irish dancing. I have lots of friends that do it with me. Whew, that is a lot of art. Arts Week is a celebration of arts and creativity right around Australia. This year, the theme is happy making. Lots of scientists say that making art, or just looking at it, can make people happier. Art makes me feel happy and inspired for my own art. I enjoy it because we get to do dances that are with like your friends and everything and it's fun. This Arts Week, we're encouraging people to give art a go, to see how it makes them feel. You can make art out of anything. With so many different kinds of art out there, there's something for everyone, no matter your interests. So, what will you make? Story number two. Most of the electricity we use today comes from burning fossil fuels. Fossil fuel-powered electricity isn't great for the environment. It releases carbon dioxide and pollution into the atmosphere. And it's also not renewable. That means once we burn the fossil fuels, they're gone. Renewable energy, on the other hand, is electricity made from things that don't run out. I know there are three kinds of natural energy. One is solar panel, two is wind turbines, and three is hydropower. You're all over it. Using renewable energy is better for the environment because it creates less pollution, less carbon dioxide. If a place isn't releasing carbon from fossil fuels into the atmosphere, they're called carbon neutral. But North Keppel Island, or Konomi, in the Great Barrier Reef in Queensland, has gone one step further. They are carbon negative. What is carbon negative? Carbon negative means that Konomi takes more carbon out of the air than it puts into the air. This kind of thing takes a lot of planning and hard work, 
but now the island is 100% powered by renewable energy, using a mix of solar or sun power and a wind turbine. I think they were very successful. Really good for the environment for that to happen. Well, it's important to take care of our environment because it's what we live off and all the generations to come need to be able to experience what we've experienced. And if we take that away from them, then they're not going to be able to live as good life as we are. Speaking of future generations, each year students from local schools visit the island to learn about the marine wildlife and Indigenous culture and how to live sustainably. Local Wapabara elders say they're feeling very positive about the island's future and they say it's wonderful for the students to visit and see what's possible when people work together to protect the environment. And here we are again. It is time for... Wow of the Week. This story made me go wow because I didn't know that there was such a small creature in the desert. That's so cute. I bet you've never heard of a planigale before. Planigales are small carnivorous marsupials and they're actually found here in Australia. They are pretty small, but they are mighty. They go after prey as big as they are. They have very flat heads and they can hide between cracks in rocks and clay soils. They look like little rats or rodents. They are in the desert and they kind of, they look like a mini possum. It's really cute, but then I bet they're like so fascinating. Planigales are so small and secretive that they're often quite hard to spot. Not too long ago, two new species of planigales were discovered in the Pilbara region in Western Australia. They've been named the orange-headed Pilbara planigale and the cracking clay Pilbara planigale. Cool. The orange-headed Pilbara planigale is the bigger one. It has a long pointy snout and a bright orange colour on its head. The cracking clay Pilbara planigale has darker fur and a shorter face. And it's much smaller. It weighs less than a 10 cent coin. I think that's like almost impossible. I don't believe you at all. I know, it's hard to believe. They're so tiny. Both of them are nocturnal too. They forage for food during the night and take shelter during the day. That can make it a little bit tricky for scientists to study them. Wonder how they found it. Sort of knew what it was, but they didn't at the same time. Yep. Scientists used to think that the planigales in the Pilbara were the same as the ones in other parts of Australia. But after a closer look, they realised the cracking clay and orange-headed planigales were their own unique species. And who knows? Maybe there are more species to discover hidden in the cracks and the rocks. And there you have it. Another countdown done. Thanks, Ruby. You are so welcome. Don't forget to do the news time quiz. The questions and answers are in the show notes. Bye-bye. See you later. And as they say in Hausa, say anjima. News time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, Download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.